Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1980. It's 2022. Happy New Year to everybody. Let's make this year the best year ever. Here's to everyone's good health, happiness, and prosperity. Remember to be nice to everybody, as that goes a long way. Today, we've got a very special guest to start the new year. So here we go. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to the new year, and welcome to Cars Yeah. We made it. It's 2022. Hooray! And we're going to start off this year with a very special guest who's calling in from Indianapolis, Indiana, a city I've been to many, many times by the name of Matt Spurlock. Matt, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am ready, sir. All right, we'll have some fun. Now, before I give you a proper introduction and we talk about this business you have, which is very cool, what's one little thing that most people may not know about you, Matt? Well, some people know this, but but not a whole lot, Is and that um, I am actually a theater actor. What? You uh, got a star last, on the show today? <laughs> well, community theater, so my... my my last big role, I actually got to play the butler in Clue. So that Ooh. was exciting. Wow, very so. interesting. You know, this question brings out some very interesting talents that my guests, ha- guests have. My gas has? We're going to be talking about oil today, <laughs> not gas. My guests have that are very different from what their cre- uh, their career is. And uh, I've had a lot of musicians on in the last couple months and, and so forth. So that is very cool. So a man of many talents. I like it. And uh, I'm also a Taekwondo instructor. Ah, so that's fun. There you go. Well, we will be behaving today. We won't be causing any problems because I don't want to have my rear end kicked here. That's for sure. Well, let me give you a proper introduction and uh, we'll get into this very interesting business you have. Mike Spurlock is the global technical manager for Zengen. Very cool name by the name. Zengen Labs, an easy to use oil sampling service that you can l- utilize at home or in your garage that tests your vehicle's oil for 29 different data points, saving you and your vehicle from very costly repairs. Matt began working with oil testing during his time as a mechanic on amphibious assault vehicles in the United States Marine Corps. Thank you very much for your service. He has worked for over 30 years with some of the world's leading laboratories and customers. Matt's helping to understand the benefits of used oil analysis and proper sampling methods with his Zengen consumer testing service to determine the condition of engines in anything from cars to motorcycles, boats, and even aircraft engines. He is currently working on a method to integrate laboratory test results with real-time oil monitoring sensors. I could have used you back when I was racing vintage cars. All I did back then was rip open an oil filter and make sure there weren't any bearings in there or anything. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our valued sponsors, so please give them a little love, a little attention, because they're the reason that I can keep bringing you this show, and we'll be right back. My friends at Covercraft offer you 10 different options. That's right, 10 for your vehicle's protection. You can choose from WeatherShield HP, HD, Sunbrella, Ultratect, Reflect, FormFit, Custom View Shield, and their newest five-layer all-climate cover, three-layer moderate climate cover, and a five-layer indoor option. You have all sorts of ways to protect your car. All of these are custom-tailored by Covercraft's 
talented craftspeople. It's the form and fit with the quality to attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Surface protection is the best way to preserve the investment you've made in your vehicles. It's what I do. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. I have a Covercraft cover for every one of my vehicles, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off your order, plus you get free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Just use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day, and he asked me about American Collectors Insurance. He said, While I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy, and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled or stolen. He called back and said, boy, that was a scary conversation. Their value of my car wasn't even close to what it's really worth. Thank you for the education, Mark. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you receive with an agreed value policy. American Collectors Insurance has been protecting enthusiasts since 1976. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. They're the ones that insure my car. That's American Collectors Insurance. So, Matt, we're back. So we're going to dive a little deeper in the corner and talk about this very interesting service you provide because for people with older cars, this is really important. And as I mentioned, when I was racing vintage cars, every time I changed the oil, which is basically after every race, I always inspected that oil. I tore open the the filter and looked in every little fold of that filter to make sure there wasn't any part of that engine coming apart so I didn't have a, a grenade or a ventilation, which did happen from time to time. So tell me about how you got into this. I mentioned the Marine Corps, but how you brought this forward to help people in today's world with Zengen. And where did, let's start with where did the name come from? I love it. Well, I spent my time in the Marine Corps in in Hawaii and really absorbed the Asian culture, love the Asian culture. Um, uh, I'm a martial arts instructor. A symbol for Taekwondo is the what they call the Um Yang, which is the Korean version of Yin and Yang. And with the, the marketing company that we, we brought on board to help us bring this product out out to the consumer place they gave us a whole list of engines of course they spoke to us and you know asked us just a thousand questions of of what we thought that this service could do so they had this list of names and i saw zengen i said that's it that's it and and you know others liked other names but i i pushed and pushed and pushed and and here we have it i love it i i think it's really appropriate for what we're talking about here because when your engine is running well and you know there's nothing wrong you're in a state of a zen like atmosphere of positivity right exactly yeah exactly yeah so let's talk about what you do exactly for people why it is so important because being a technical guy like you are you know the importance of knowing what's going on with that engine oil it's like I, th- I it's akin to me to when you go in and get your blood labs the doctor can tell all sorts of things about you that you had no idea that were going on hopefully they're not bad things but in the engine it's kind of the same the uh, engine oil is the blood of our vehicles right 
That's exactly right. And, you know, I like to take that analogy one step further so that people can really understand how it ties together. When you go to a doctor to do blood work, the doctor tells you one of three things. The doctor either confirms something is wrong with you that he or she thought was wrong. Yeah. They find something wrong with you that they didn't know existed, or they tell you everything is perfectly fine. Now, if they find something out that's wrong with you, they identify what it is, how bad it is, and then give you some type of remedial action to to slow that that problem or to completely fix that problem altogether. We do exactly the same thing. We just do it with engines. And you 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 hit up on a point here at the beginning of you know regarding people with older cars. And the term older is really relative because in today's age, people are keeping their cars much longer. Uh, they kind of have to because they can't find cars. And when they do find the car they want, the price is, is through the roof right. these days. So so I think that timing-wise, it's, it's perfect because if I'm going to go and spend $27,000 on, on a truck that's already got 150,000 miles on it, I want to, A, make sure that I have to buy something else. So maybe I might test my own vehicle to see can I can I limp it along Further, yeah. Keep it, keep it on the road longer, yeah. And, and secondly, if I'm going to buy a vehicle that's got 130, 140,000 miles on it, I want to make sure that I don't have to do anything to that vehicle, at least to the engine, because that's our that's our pricey point. Uh, I want to make sure that I don't have to do anything to that once I get it. Yeah. Or maybe I buy an extended warranty, and that's almost done. So maybe I want to test it to see if there's anything internal that I need to deal with from a warranty perspective. One of our key case studies is exactly that same scenario on a on a Maserati where it ended up having a fuel injector was stuck open. Oh, you know, you touch on a lot of very interesting facts here. I tend to buy car, I've always, well, I haven't always, but typically I bought for my daily drivers new cars and I've kept them a long time. So in my garage, we have a 17-year-old X5, a 16-year-old E46 M3, and I take good care. I always have them serviced, but when they do the service, they typically just change the oil and they don't do anything like what you're doing. But the I would love to know if my cars are okay. Uh, but the mm-hmm. other part of this is if I'm going to buy a car, I can use your service and you could also then use that as a negotiating point because let's say you're buying an old car but and you really want it, but it has an issue. But you may not mm-hmm. know that driving it. It may drive fine. You see a little puff of white smoke or something. Oh, that's normal. The car's always done that, right? Yeah, okay. And sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not a big deal. But other times, it's a big deal about to come. So this is cool. So how does the system work? How does somebody utilize your services? How easy? I know you make it pretty easy. We've we've made it about as easy as we could possibly do it. Because uh, I, I, you know, I, I've had this dream for a long time. I, I've I've thought about bringing this to mark to the consumer market forever, but the the pre the the laboratories that I've worked with they didn't want to do it because of the setup time. It's easy to set up a large industrial customer because we set up one customer, and we're getting hundreds of samples from that one customer. But historically, you know, you got you have a consumer. It takes the same amount. It still takes thirty minutes to set up that consumer. Well, now today with e-commerce. They've made it so easy. So the consumer simply sets themselves up by going to zinginscore.com, creating an account, ordering a kit. In fact, they can order a kit without creating the account. So they just simply order the kit. The kit comes. Everything you possibly need to pull a sample is in that kit. We, all, we There are three different methods in which the consumer can pull a sample. One of them is the bottle itself holds a vacuum. 
So they put the tube down the dipstick, connect it to the bottle, simply turn the valve, and as long as that tube is in the oil, it will pull oil into that bottle. Wow. If for some reason that vacuum fails, there we've had we've already had instances where somebody turned the valve just to see what it does. Yeah. Well, now they've lost vacuum. Well, we put a syringe so that they can syringe that oil out and then simply transfer that from the syringe into the sample bottle. And then the third way is if, if all else fails or if the if the if the consumer is doing this during an oil change or if the garage is doing this for one of their customers during an oil change, they simply pop the oil plug, let that first slug of oil go by, put the bottle in the flow, cap it. From there, the user just goes online, goes to, again, zinjinscore.com, create the account or log into their account, put in their VIN number because that VIN number will automatically in, indicate the proper year, make, model, and engine size for that vehicle. Those are those are parameters that are absolutely vital because a Honda Accord four-cylinder is going to have different wear parameters than a Honda Accord six-cylinder, oh, which will have different parameters than a Volkswagen Passat six-cylinder or a TDI or even your your beloved Porsches. So so we we ask the consumer for that VIN number simply so that lookup gives us the right data that that we need. Once that is registered, the consumer puts the sample and all of those sampling supplies back into the plastic bags, back in the box, and simply sends it off to the lab. And we, we made it so the consumer doesn't have to worry about throwing away oil-filled tubes or anything like that. We take care of that for them. Once it comes to our lab, we receive it in. Within five business days, most of the time, less than five business days, they will get a notification the report's finished, they log back in, and then they have their very easy-to-read report in their own portal. So they can have one car, 20 cars in their portal, and they'll be able to see at a glance what that condition is because we've created what we call a Zingen score. So each each parameter that is measured has a certain level of an alarm limit, and we've assigned a point value to each level, and then we bring all of that data together. We do a little bit of fun math that I created out of this squishy thing in my head, <laughs> and we report what's called a Zingen score. And of course, the goal is to reach Zingen nirvana, of course. having a score of a perfect 10. Anything below a perfect 10 means that something is not quite right. Wow. You know, one of the things I mentioned in my introduction for you is 29 data points. Now, without, maybe if you want to go through all of them, that's fine. But I was thinking that what are some of the key things that people would have no idea, even as a seller of a vehicle, or let's say I have a fleet of vehicles and I, I want, you know, I have this routine maintenance I do, but maybe I don't have to do that on some vehicles because they can go a little longer than other vehicles, get more use out of them, that cuts down on the cost. But what are some of the things that you can uncover for people that most of us just driving our cars would have no idea of the gremlins lurking within. Have you ever had a, a friend come up and complain and say, you know what? I took my car to the mechanic and they said I needed a X repair on my engine. There's no way I need that. There's no way my head gasket is failing. Mm -hmm. Well, we can tell if a head gasket is failing even before a mechanic could find out realize that there's a problem. I mean, they could pressure test the system and never see that pressure drop. But if we see indications of sodium and potassium mm. in that oil, that's telltale sign of coolant getting into the oil. So that could either be head gasket or uh, pitting through the cylinder liners, mm -hmm. you know, where the coolant gets in that direction. We can see indications of uh, faulty fuel injectors. 
We can see bad rings, bad pistons, bad uh, cylinder region wear, shaft wear. So from your crankshaft or your camshaft, we can see abnormal bearing wear. So we really want to try to find the, the, the trend of that metal. But with consumers, consumers aren't going to be sampling every every month. So what we do is we look at the his- historical data that we've already got in our database to determine if vehicle X has this number of miles, what should we expect to see? Similar like a doctor. So the blood pressure of a 60-year-old man is going to be expected to be a little bit different than the blood pressure of a 25-year-old man mm-hmm. or a 30-year-old female. So we consider all of these parameters to help find out, is the engine okay? If it's not, what's wrong? And what should they do to fix it? Wow. You know, this is so cool. And the correlation to the human body is, is pretty prevalent here. When we talk about, yeah, well, I had no idea that my cholesterol was high. I feel pretty good. You know, I'm healthy. I run, you know, and well, this could be a problem. You should really start to take a look at it. Is there a point in time when you have a vehicle? And I'll use myself as an example again. My E46 has about 45,000 miles on it. My wife's car has about a hundred and I think it's 135,000 miles on it. Is there a point in time when it's appropriate for the consumer to use engine and get this report to start to see what is going on? Or is it different for every kind of car? Because we know some cars just last longer. I mean, you hear about Toyotas going forever and maybe, Mm -hmm. I won't pick on anybody, but product Y maybe doesn't last that long. Right. Well, first off, if you if your E46 has that few miles on it, that's 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 I know. Amazing. There's something wrong with me. I know. Yeah, yes. I know. You should, you should well, get that car on the road more. Well, I, I got to tell you, you know, since I started doing this podcast seven years ago, we talked about this in our pre-show check. I got what I wished for. My old wish was my old job was no more commuting uh, because I just felt like it wasted so much of my life. And this is a common thing now because a lot of people are working from home. So my mechanic, I talked to him uh, last month and he said, Mark, where have you been? You, you haven't been here. You know, usually you're here every year for your usual service. And I said, well, Tell me the mileage when I was last in there. In two years, I've driven five. I'm I'm sorry, listeners. I'm going to blow all my credibility as a car guy here. About 586 miles on that E46 M3. I just don't have to go anywhere. With COVID, that's been another piece. I haven't been going to as many events because there are no events. So I I get a little reprieve there. But listeners, please don't turn off your your podcast right now and go, that Mark guy, he doesn't know anything. But the other part of it is I love that car and I want to keep it a long time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if I don't have to, don't tell my wife, but she already knows this. I drive her car if I'm going to Home Depot. I don't want to put dirt in the back of my car, right? Of course. So, you're right. But on her car, I would like to keep that car for 20 years. That's kind of my goal until we have to replace that because the car looks perfectly new and a new X5 is going to cost you 80 grand. I don't want to write that check. Right. Well, I would say that, I mean, you are the, you are really the perfect example to talk about because you've got one car that's that's got some years behind it, but not some miles on it. Um, now, if we think about how that engine works you know if if we start that car up and we drive that car to the store and we come back and then we start that car up tomorrow there's still oil that was up in those upper parts Mm -hmm. okay because oil takes a lot to to drip down but if you've only driven 500 miles that means that you've done quite a few you 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 are doing dry starts you're doing starts where there's no oil anywhere yeah okay so So you may want to consider just, you know, firing that thing up, let it warm up for 15 minutes and collecting a sample to find out what what's floating around in that oil or find out that nothing 
is floating around in that oil, which is what we really want. That's the report you I know? want, man. You, you know what? Here's what I think we should do. This would be fun. I'm going to order a couple of your kits and I'm going to have you run a test on my wife's car and my my car because this is very fascinating to me, especially being a techie guy, car guy. And and as I said, used to go racing and really want to know what was going on inside that engine. Yeah, I don't want any surprises with these cars. And what I'll do uh, for you listeners out there is you follow me on social media. I'll, I'll put a report out there when we're all done and kind of show, hey, guess what I learned? I hope it's good. Oh, I, hope, I hope my car is <laughs> been eating too many sweets and it's got bad cholesterol or something like that. But this would be fascinating. I, I, I think it's really cool because of all the different layers of tests that you can do. Right. And and the instruments that we use are the exact, the instruments and te- test methods are the exact same instruments and test methods that we use on large industrial equipment to where if that equipment fails, it could cost millions upon millions of dollars in, in lost downtime production. Let, you know, and, and then you've got the cost of repair on top of that. But the lost production is always the, the most important part. So we're following the exact same test methods, the same instruments, we're, but we're doing it on a, a consumer's vehicle. And, you know, when I would talk about this in, in, in a past life to, to people, people would say, well, I mean, I'll just do an oil change. I could just do an oil change. But what an oil change doesn't do is it doesn't tell you anything. It just tells you that you've put fresh oil on top of whatever problem or non-problem that you have in that vehicle. Um, I'm a you're a Porsche guy. I'm a Volvo guy. I've had I have multiple Volvos. Um, the the one sitting in my garage right now, I absolutely love. Great story with that car. But I, I had a 98 Volvo S70 Turbo, and I drove it like a turbo car should be driven. And when I decided to sell it, I literally had it for sale. I think it was either $2,000 or $2,500 more than any other like model year of the same car of the same mileage. Mm-hmm. And I told my wife, I said, don't worry. The first person that comes to look at it will buy it, and they won't talk me down. And that first person to to come and look at it, I handed them oil your, reports. Your report, yeah. And um, they, they they looked at it, and I explained what everything was, you know, because this was a, a this was before the birth of of Zinjin. Um, so I it, you know explained what everything was, and and the guy looked at me and he said, "I'm not, uh, I'm I'm buying this right now." Yeah. And and he bought it right now. Uh, didn't try to talk me down, mm-hmm. and I had I had three reports. So I mean, I had one report, but I had three samples on that on that same report at the time. So so the money that I had totaled approximately a hundred and sixty dollars in testing, and I sold it for twenty five hundred dollars more than anybody else. Well, this is cool, and this is a great thing if you're going to be selling a car uh, and buying a car, too, both sides of the thing. And like you just said, if you've got a special car like you had or like I have, I take really good care of my cars, uh, that can get you more money. Of course, nowadays used cars are selling for more anyway, but right. even you can get a little bit more. And and that, that person buying leaves with confidence because every time you buy a used car, you always wonder when's it going to break? What's going to go wrong with yes. this? It's looming, uh, unless you buy it from a dealership, maybe, but Who's to say? I mean, a lot of cars traded in aren't that well cared for versus those of us who sell things on the uh, closed market. Let's take a short break. We come back. I want to talk a little bit about a challenge, and we're going to talk about that Volvo of yours, too. So sit tight. We'll be right back. You listeners know I've been into car care my entire life. 
I am so excited to team up with AutoGeek in 2022. AutoGeek.net has been a leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, and expert knowledge for more than 20 years. What started in 1997 as a mail order catalog company has grown into a multi-website based e-commerce store that they are today. With a large online presence on its own website featuring close to 100 different brands, AutoGeek has grown to be the largest car care retailer in the country. AutoGeek's wholesale program serves accounts in over 30 countries and its retail sector ships worldwide. Go to AutoGeek.net for the best product selection on the internet today and their stellar technical support. AutoGeek.net. It's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market Driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions. Ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So we're back. So I want you to talk about a big challenge. This could be in Zengen, putting it all together, could be in life. It doesn't really matter. The moral of this story, though, is more about what did it teach you and how did you come out in a positive way? Sure. And I, I think I'll go ahead and focus on, on putting this whole Zengen program together because it, it was, it, it, it's been a difficult ride. My, my, I, I came up with this idea again and tried to try to get the laboratory I was working with at the time to do this back in. 2002-ish, and they just didn't want to do it. That's not where the focus was. So I've had this dream for years, and I've always been involved in this industry, so I've always done sampling on my own cars. Um, I've got dear friends that would, you know, know what I do. Uh, Anybody that knows me, this is is me. I'm I'm the oil guy. You know, they would I've got one fellow that will not buy a a car without having it tested. He only buys used cars and he will not buy a car without me taking a look at the oil. Again, this is pre-Zengen. So people that normal people that talk to me get excited about it. But I couldn't ever get enough people with money, with backing to say, okay, let's let's go and do this. So so finally, I wind up with, with a group of people that said, you know what? Yeah, we it's 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 time we can pull this off. So the the challenge of actually pulling it off now I've got people that say okay do it. Yeah, now you got to perform. Now I've got to do it. So um, you know I, I I learned a whole lot in a very short amount of time. I learned a lot about market research. I learned a lot about developing uh, uh, personas and defining who the market is because while Zingen can be used by anyone that's got a vehicle. Not everyone is going to be interested. There's going to be some people more interested than than others. Now, ultimately, I would love for 
the term Zingen score to be as common as Carfax. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, you get a Carfax report, there's your Zingen score, there's the latest Zingen score right there. That would be the ultimate goal, but we've got we've got some time to get there and, and justifiably so. So, you know, the, the challenge was keeping, you know, getting the right team together, getting the right buy-in from the team, um, and, and then get, getting focused. The money was there. We justified how much we needed. We got that funding. We did an awesome job at spending that funding. Uh, on, <laughs> it's always on, easy to do in a startup. Yes. And, you know, we spent it on things that we saw were coming and we spent it on things that we didn't see. So I guess the biggest challenge was being able to keep my head in the game all of these years, knowing that, you know, that this is the right thing to do. There is a market. There is a time. I've just got to keep plugging and, and find, you know, I've done other things since then, but I've always worked in this industry, but I've, you know, focused on the industrial market. But being able to come back to this and, and actually put it together, we've had some sleepless nights. I've had some nights where I, you know, went to bed at one and woke up at two because I forgot something or, yep. you know, developing the math behind the Zinchin score itself was, uh, I, I'm a numbers guy, but it took a lot of, a lot of running the numbers to, to get it right because, uh, you know, there are some aspects like, you know, it, it's not just whatever the worst condition is. That's what the condition is of the whole report. It, it can't be like that because consumers are more worried about their engine. So if their engine is in good shape, but the oil is garbage, it doesn't mean the whole report is garbage. It just means that the report is maybe in a in a seven status and maybe it's yellow and they just need to get that oil, get that bad, bad oil out of there. So so that was difficult. So it, I, I guess the moral is if you have a dream, just focus on it. My wife is uh, she's working on her master's degree in psychology, and she she made me read a, a book called Manifest Your Destiny. And and everybody's heard uh, most people have heard this type of concept. If you if you think it, it will come true. And I've, I've just thought about this for years and years and years. And finally, I ended up with the right people. And, and here we are. I think it's a great story. I love it. And you kind of covered my next question about bucket list of where you want to go. That's exactly what I was thinking when I first learned about your business is uh, this is a Carfax type thing that can follow the history of the vehicle. You can see the progression of where it's going, where it's been, mm -hmm. how it's doing and so forth. I think it's brilliant. You talked earlier about a 30-year-old Volvo, a 760, I believe. And I want to talk a little bit about that special vehicle in your life. In fact, I got a picture of it that I'll put on your show notes page. Tell me why that car is so special to you. Well, that car, I got that car. First off, I'm, you know, I said I'm a Volvo guy. So I ended up with that car in June of 2020. And the car is actually quite famous in the musician community between Indianapolis, Indiana and Muncie, Indiana. So it was owned by this 80-year-old lady. She got it for her birthday in 2004. Her kids got this car, had it shipped from Phoenix, Arizona, to Muncie, Indiana for Patricia. And Patricia was a music professor at Muncie and she drove this car everywhere that she went. And everywhere wasn't too many places because the car only has 104,000 miles on it. So Patricia got up there in age and, and everybody loved Patricia. But in 2014, she needed to park the car. It, you know, she just couldn't drive anymore. So the car set and she passed in... January of 2020. Mm. And my wife is good friends with Noelle, who is Patricia's daughter. And over the 
past 20 years that I've been married to my wife, who is also a musician, I've kind of become the de facto mechanic to the musicians of Indianapolis. I don't do a lot of heavy work anymore, uh, but I do confirm and, you know, that something is wrong. You know, I do a lot of oil analysis, you know, for them. So Noel called and asked me if I'd be willing to come over and get this Volvo started because they were going to donate it for a tax write-off to the estate. And while we were driving there, my wife told me the story of Patricia and this car and how, you know, Patricia just loved this car and really cared for the car. So I, I told my wife, I said, you know, it would be funny if I end up with that car because, you know, she knows I've been looking for a project for quite some time. When we got to the house, the moment that Noel opened the garage and I saw the back of the car, I looked at my wife. I said, I'm driving that home. <laughs> That's and, you know, she said, well, what, what if it doesn't start? I said, it will start. So I threw jumper cables on it. And I had a GMC Acadia at the time, and I just let it sit there for, I think, 20 minutes. We were just talking stories, and I jumped in the car and fired it up, and it ran horribly. <laughs> and I, I drove it down the street, and it drove awful. Oh, yeah, it was like... probably not the safest vehicle to be driving at the time. Things were dry rotted, but I, I told Noel, I said, well, I asked her how much she was going to get on the tax write-off, and she said $1,000. I said, can I give you seven fifty? And she said, yes. So I drove that thing home, scared to death. The wife was following me in, yeah. in, in, in the Acadia, you know, with tow rope just in case. And and I got it home. It's been sitting in my garage. I've dumped about $4,000 of parts into it. Of course, you've got the picture of what it looks like today. And that's yeah. certainly not what it looked like when I picked it up. <laughs> A little different. It, doesn't run quite like it did when I picked it up. It's it's quite a bit better. So uh, I've dumped some money, dumped some time into it. I wasn't able to do anything to it this past working season in the summer because I broke my thumb in Taekwondo oh. during a sparring accident. So I couldn't do anything there. But next season, you know, right now it's had the entire front suspension has been replaced. There have been some performance things done underneath the hood. Next year, the whole rear suspension gets replaced. Wow. So, yeah. You, it's, you uh, do love this car. <laughs> I, I, I do love this car. It's certainly a labor of love. Yeah, Patricia, rest in peace. Well, I'm going to crawl into your skull and be your car psychologist today. If you were a vehicle, what would you be and why? That's a great question. And I know this sounds silly, but I would have to say Volvo. Okay. A, a, a Volvo of some sort, because Volvo is considered one of the safest, if not the safest vehicles out there. Sure. And one of the common phrases that I tell people is that the safest place someone could be is beside me. <laughs> because I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that anybody that's around me is going to be taken care of. Yeah. Anybody that's in my inner circle or, or even my outer circle is going to be taken care of. And I know that uh, something like the Volvo XC90, yes, that's the model where no one has lost their, you know, no no fatalities have happened in a Volvo XC90. Really? None. Whoa, so, I had no um, idea. Yeah, so I would probably be a Volvo XC90. All right. Well, that's a great analogy. I like the, the, the combination of things of you and the car and what you do. I think it's great. And that's really how this new career of yours, this business is giving back to others, is helping people feel assured that their vehicle is what they think it is or alerting them to something that's coming so they don't end up stranded on the side of a freeway where it's incredibly dangerous and they might get hit or out in the middle of nowhere or your teenage kid or mother or grandmother or Patricia, you know. Right. And and you actually bring up a very good point, you know, being stranded on the on the side of the freeway. That's that's one of the things that I've always told family and friends that if you're going to do oil analysis, at least do it before you go on a long trip. Yes. Because it's always cheaper 
to be able to have your car fixed when you decide yeah. versus when you're three states away. Right. You know, I always say your car never breaks when it's at the mechanics. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, well, I did have a car do that once, believe it or not. But uh, at any rate, you know what I mean. Well, let's talk about a great book. You mentioned that book that your wife had you read, but is there a great book you'd like to share with the listeners? Well, um, one other thing that I didn't tell you that I'm actually working on right now is I'm actually working on my my PhD in organizational leadership. Jeez. Um, wow. So I'm. Yes. So um, a couple of books that I have read over time, they're right right back here. One of them is, it's called Simplify Business Leadership, the Marine Corps Way. That's a very good business leadership book. Uh, and then de- Developing the Leader Within You. Great book. Of course. Great reference. I'll make sure I put these books on Matt's show notes page. You listeners know that there's a great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where these books, along with over 2,000 books, are listed. I made it real easy for you to go there, click, and buy. Uh, I would encourage all listeners, make it a point to read some great books this year. Uh, books are awesome. You can listen to them on tape. And I've got a secret for you guys. My wife taught me this. If you join a library, they will send you audiobooks to your device for free. Your taxes already pay for that library, so why not use them? So it's a great way to get books. And of course, audiobooks, you can listen while you're on the road, walking, driving, whatever you're doing. So check it out. All right, we're going to go on the ultimate drive before I let you go today, Matt. But first, we're going to do a check on our engine oil to make sure we get that drive done properly. You can pick any car in the world. I'm writing the check. You can be with anyone living or deceased, and you can be driving anywhere. So what does the ultimate drive look like for you? Well, this this may sound a little bit cheesy. That's okay. We love it. <laughs> but she's not in the room, so I'm not not pressured. But the person I would drive with would be my wife. Okay, cool. Because she's, again, she's working on her master's. I'm working on my doctorate. We don't really have a lot of time. So being able to just break away yeah. and going on the ultimate drive, it would be her. What would we be talking about? I, I would probably be listening is what, what I would be doing. <laughs> as all good husbands do or try to do. As we do. It would be in a first-generation Corvette. Ooh, cool. Okay. And it, it would it would absolutely have to be a stick shift vehicle, and she would be driving it. She would be driving it. She would be driving it. No kidding. She would be driving it. We went on our first date in her Corvette that was a 4 plus 3. She drove well, you knew you were with the right gal, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Well, you are taking us on a wonderful drive today. I'm very excited about what you're doing, being a bit of a car guy that I am. Uh, and I am going to order some reports. And, and I'm going to report back to you listeners on my social media. So make sure you follow me out there on Facebook and all the others. Uh, as to what I learn about my cars. Boy, I hope it's good now. Now I've got myself a little nervous. But <laughs> we'll think positive here in the new year. Before I let you go, could you share some words of inspiration, a success quote, or a mantra? Sure. Back in 1999, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I walked into a bank. I didn't have great credit at the time, wasn't making much money, and I had to walk into a bank to to physically cash my check. And there was a chalkboard, on like a like an easel type thing, and on this chalkboard was written a phrase that that I will never ever forget. If things go wrong today, don't go with them. Yeah, I love it. That's the first time anyone's ever shared that one with me. You know, this is awesome. It's akin to the great saying, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Right. 
Yeah. Exactly. You know, listeners, there is a great way to start the new year. Yeah. If things go wrong, don't go with them. Uh, yeah. Think and Grow Rich comes to mind, that great book. We've talked about that. The Zenness is really coming through today, Matt. We're starting the new year. <laughs> really nice. Uh, obviously, the place for people to go and find out more about you and order the reports is where? www.zenjinscore.com. I love it. I'll make sure I put a link to this on Matt's show notes page, Zengine, Z-E-N-G-I-N-E. Yes. And then score.com. You know, I'd encourage all of you, we're starting the new year fresh, get a little knowledge about what's going on inside that engine of yours. And we will all consider that the new year will be good to us once we know what's going on inside of that engine. So there are no nasty surprises because we're all done with surprises. Uh, No more surprises, please. (laughs) We've had enough of that in the last two years. I want to do a shout out. Thank you to uh, Teddy Katz of Think Redefine PR. He is the guy who introduced me to Matt. So Teddy, thank you very much for bringing us together and uh, enlightening my listeners to a very, very important thing when it comes to their vehicles because here at Cars Yeah, we love our vehicles. Matt, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing this cool new business with you. Until you and I talk again and I get my report, I'll see you down the road. Great, thank you. You're welcome. The most important lesson I've learned after interviewing nearly 2,000 people is that we are at our best when we help others. Cars Yeah! is all about inspiring automotive enthusiasts and helping others to be successful. In 2022, my charities of choice are TechForce Foundation and RPM Foundation. Both are groups of like-minded nonprofits working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. RPM was created to ensure that the specialized skills needed to care for classic automobiles, boats, and motorcycles continue to be passed down from generation to generation. They do this by supporting training for young people with a passion for restoration and setting them up with mentors who can share their valuable knowledge. TechForce Foundation is dedicated to solving the technical shortage that threatens the transportation industry today by providing career development resources and increasing awareness and enthusiasm for the tech profession. Learn more about these groups at RPM Foundation and TechForce Foundation today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.